Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, by the time that this hits the regular feed, I will be actually probably much closer to New York than I will be to Florida. Uh, I should be landing around 9 a.m. in New York uh, on Tuesday morning. So if you want to hear all about my trip, all of the daily travelogues, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Also, in the feeds on Monday, both in the regular feed and in Patreon, I had an interview with the one and only Joe Iconis about his 13th annual Joe Iconis Christmas Extravaganza that is happening on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 54 Below. This week, two shows, 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. each of those three nights. It is a rollicking good time. We had a great chat. I really, really enjoyed it. It's the first time I've ever uh, talked with Joe, so it was uh, a really nice opportunity to peel back the curtain behind what is certainly going to be a crazy, crazy event this weekend at 54. So uh, if you want to hear all of that, again, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon, patreon.com slash broadwayradio. All right, let's get into the news, Grace. And yesterday we got one more person announced for the cast of an enemy of the people coming to Broadway this year. If I don't know what these producers are doing, Oliver, I'm asking you, why are they just giving us one person at a time? They're like really doling this out really, really slowly. But we already knew that Jeremy Strong was going to be starring in it. Then we learned that Michael Imperioli was going to be playing his brother. And now we know that television actor Victoria Pedretti has been cast in the role of Petra Stockman, who she, uh, who she is the daughter of Jeremy Strong's character, Thomas Stockman. This is a person that I am not super familiar with, Grace, but apparently she was on the TV show uh, you for a number of years, which uh, ended up being on Netflix. I don't think it started on Netflix, but she was also in The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of, of Bly Manor. Uh, she was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this will be her Broadway debut. She is a Carnegie Mellon graduate, so like she's not like a, a nobody by any means. But this, I, I saw a lot of people on social media get really excited about this, even though she's out of my purview of, of pop culture knowledge. But a lot of people are excited, so I think that's very cool. Performances will begin at the Circle in the Square Theater on February 27th, and it is currently set to run through June 16th. We've talked about kind of how exciting this team is of Amy Herzog writing and Sam Gold directing. So it should be a really, really fascinating group. And the rest of the cast will eventually be announced. Will they announce more than one person at a time, Grace? I do not know. I mean, to be frank with you, it's smart. <laughs> like, like right. just putting one person out of the time is smart when something is not coming out until the spring. That means that there's more things to talk about. That means that they have more opportunities for, for press moments. I mean, we make an announcement every time, so it does make sense. Um, but I, I understand it's frustrating because we as viewers get very excited. We just want the whole cast. Yeah. But on the flip side of it, it totally makes sense that they're going to do one at a time. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this before. It's about having enough little nuggets to keep people interested yeah. and excited and talking about it. It's we a, are part of the problem. trail. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We are Hansel yeah. and Gretel and they are the candy house. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean we're going to like get eaten by a witch at some point? Is that how Hansel and Gretel ends? Listen, theater's not for the week, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we're in this for the long haul. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Don't, don't you worry about that. But yeah. So uh, excited about this one. Certainly going to be a fascinating production. Uh, when it comes to Circle in the Square in the spring. 
Another show, though, that is announcing more than one person at a time is the upcoming New York City Center Encores production of Once Upon a Mattress. It's going to be running for two weeks, January 24th through February 4th. We already knew that Sutton Foster was going to be playing Princess Winifred and Michael Urie will be playing Prince Dauntless. Now we have more cast members and they are all fantastic. Nikki Renee Daniels is playing Lady Larkin. Jay Harrison G is playing the Jester. Cheyenne Jackson is playing Sir Harry. Francis Zhu, former Brother Radio guest, Francis Zhu will play the Wizard. And David Patrick Kelly will be playing King Sextimus the Silent. We still don't know who is playing the Queen, which I think will be uh, great casting no matter who they come up with. But very exciting uh, about this. I don't think I'm going to come in town to see it at this point, Grace, but like this is great. Can I make a prediction? Yes, please. I have someone in mind for the queen. Uh, so let me. I'm I have somebody I want. Let me. Let me okay. be clear. Matt makes predictions. I make demands. <laughs> okay. I. Fair. I want Sarah Jessica Parker because oh. Carol Burnett, having played Winifred and then playing the queen, mm-hmm. this could be a passing of the torch moment, and we haven't seen Sarah in a musical role in decades. So since this? I think this? that this would be the since I think since this in a musical. Yeah. Was this after how to succeed? Yes. Okay. I'm 90% sure. Up. Okay. But I, I could be very wrong. <laughs> I'm saying I'm very sure. And then I'm like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that this, that ideally for me, that would be incredible. And that would make sense why they're waiting yes. to make that announcement. Yes. That would be a huge, huge moment. So what you're saying, Grace, is I need to just get tickets now in case that happens. Yeah, I think we're going to, I think we need to know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hadn't Not even again. thought about that. I know. Seriously, what are you doing to me? I'm coming, Wait, like, what was literally. your prediction? I, I well, know. no, I'm, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I know. You're, I hadn't even thought about something that massive. Like, I was thinking, you know who I think would be great? Would be, like, Jen Samard. Jen Samard would be an amazing queen in this show. Um but yours, like yours, just blew my mind. Like SJP. Yeah, I think yours is on the nose for a legitimate run of this. I yes. am thinking of a stunted New York City Center moment, the way that New York yeah. City Center is supposed to be, which is letting the randos come in. Like, like let's <laughs> let's. Let I, mean, I mean, Sarah's not a rando. No, I mean rando in like a oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Like oh, a yeah, like yeah. a surprise and delight. But like Cheyenne Jackson has not been in a musical role in in a while. Um on, stage, on stage in New York City. No, yeah. not on stage. Like this is a huge well, moment was, well, for that get. Well, he was in Into the Woods. Uh he did he did come in as a prince in Into the that Woods. He came I in. saw him. <laughs> yeah. But but you're right. That, that that's hard to forget or that's hard to remember because he was like a replacement and it was like such a short run. But the last one before that, I guess from a musical standpoint, must have been I guess was Finian's Rainbow after Xanadu? Or was it yeah, it must have or been after Xanadu. Up. Yeah. No, All Shook Up was further back. Early. Um yeah, but mm-hmm. all of the yeah. Okay, I, I, you're gonna make me buy a ticket to this, aren't you, Grace? My goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> Just not, on I'm the potential sorry. of Sarah Jessica Parker, like I'm gonna have to. But anyway, okay, all right, that's a great. I actually think that that is a better prediction than mine. You said you make demands, but I think that's actually a pretty great prediction. 
okay. All right, we'll see what happens. All right, going from one queen to another queen. Yesterday, Second Stage announced an extension for Appropriate on Broadway, starring the queen Sarah Paulson. The show just started previews last week on the 29th. It won't officially open until December 18th at the Helen Hayes Theater. It has now extended all the way into March. The show will now run through March 3rd. That is three extra weeks than it had originally been planning uh, to run. It is the Broadway playwriting debut of Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, and it is being directed by Lila Neugebauer. This is, from everything I've heard, just an absolutely incredible show, which is what you expect from Brandon and from Lila, to be quite honest with you. But I'm very much looking forward to it. In addition to, uh, to Sarah, you've also got Michael Esper in there, Elle Fanning, Corey Stoll, Natalie Gold, just... Uh, I'm seeing it on Saturday, so like I, I absolutely cannot wait to see this one. And this is one grace where I asked about press tickets, but because I'm coming in, like I'm leaving more than a week before they open. They're like, "I'm sorry, we can't get press in that early. They'll still be working on it." So I was like, "Okay, I'm buying a ticket because I have to see this show." Yeah, I full agree. I think I'm not able to see it until January, but this is one that I, everyone that I have talked to, like has said, "Oh." you you got to go that, that have already just come to previews. So I think that that's exciting. Um, I think just between the playwright and the, the director and then the cast, it's kind of like, well, I would want to see their work anyways. So the fact that they're all together is really promising, which is, I think the point, um, but second stage constantly hitting, constantly hitting. So um, yeah, I can't wait for this one. And, and I'm glad for their extension because it's for, for being such a congested springtime, that is very good news. So congrats to them. Yeah, the, I'll read through the plot description real quick before we move on, but it reads, quote, It's the summer, the cicadas are singing, and the Lafayette family has returned to their late patriarch's Arkansas home to deal with the remains of his estate. Tony, played by Paulson, the eldest daughter, hopes they'll spend the weekend remembering and reconnecting over their beloved father. Beau, Corey Stoll, her brother, wants to recoup some of the funds he spent caring for dad at the end of his life. But things take a turn when their estranged brother, Franz, played by Michael Esper, appears late one night and mysterious objects are discovered among the clutter. Suddenly, long-hidden secrets and buried resentments can't be contained, and the family is forced to face the ghosts of their past. Riveted. Absolutely riveted. And I, and I will say... The, it opens, it's summer, the cicadas are singing. Cicadas. I think that if maybe someone might have gotten a mailer, uh, that would be a really good promo code if you want to get tickets. I'm just saying, if you want to get a discount on that and maybe didn't get the the mailer, cicadas would be a really good thing to try to get a little discount on tickets. All right, Grace, this is a story that absolutely blew up on theater social media, and I'm still not exactly sure what to make of it because it is wild. So last week over on Playbill's um, like a job board and all that stuff, there was like what appeared to be a job listing for, to be clear, it was for a- It was a casting album. notice. Yeah, it was a casting no- notice, but for an album. It, it it reads weird, but it was specifically for an album from what we think is called Undead Valley, which is the musical, but it's also like from Undead Valley, Inc. And they are looking for not only some, some minor roles, but also a leading lady to help fill out their album. Apparently, the album features such names as Aaron Laser and Norm Lewis already. But this casting notice was bonkers. I'm going to read part of it. 
It starts, we have auditioned over 1,500 singer-actresses for our leading lady. We have auditioned unknowns, huge Broadway stars, and even movie-slash-pop stars and not found the perfect girl, first red flag, who can find the place within her to open and sing from her heart and soul and hit low alto notes and high soprano notes to make the producers cry. It's going very well. Then it goes in to talk about what insane like vocal range this person has to sing. Then it's and how you have to sing never enough from the greatest showman. Yeah, that's what they they go on later on and say, like, this is what they want you to sing. I'll read that part here. It says, if you're auditioning for the lead, I highly recommend you sing the song Never Enough from Greatest Showman. If you can't sing that song and blow people away, you won't get this part. Then it says, however, if you can't, if you don't have time to put that together for whatever, then make sure when you submit your reel, you are singing a song with at least a high D belt, preferably, which is spelled incorrectly, an E flat or F, and let us know the timestamp. We are hoping to look at 10,000 unknown singers, and we will not kill our budget in auditions. Absolutely crazy. It goes on. Lastly, we're in the process of a $150 million raise. Broadway shows cost $25 million, and the most expensive ever, Spider-Man, costs $70 million. Do not waste our time. If you are not professional and make commitments you cannot keep, it will not be good for your career. If you get this part, you will become the biggest star in the world. Uh, then it goes on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, and it says... This audition is for the album to help us raise the most ever raised in history for a theater show. And believe it or not, like that's not even all of the kookiness. So the, everybody blew up on social media. Betsy Wolf did an absolutely hilarious video about it. And honestly, we do not deserve Betsy Wolf. Please cast her in more like silly slapstick comedies because it was great. Every theater TikToker did something on it. Our friend Ashley Hufford uh, has a video on it. But... In response, on Monday, Playbill issued a little bit of a statement. They walked through how their job postings work and all this stuff, and they admitted that there was a mistake, that this did not get vetted better. They have updated their terms and conditions. They have removed this listing, and they've kind of updated it to say, like, anything that is misleading or unauthorized gets gets will get removed now. But absolutely bonkers. It is weird. It is insane. And Grace... Like there are videos of this show recording the cast album already with like an orchestra and Aaron Laser in the booth. So like this is a real thing. This isn't fake. This is a legit insane person who posted this notice. And there was also a Times Square billboard on Friday. Yeah. Like of the artwork. So it's legitimate. Um, If you want to Google the individual that the information seemed to come from, um. There was a, uh, there is, there is crime um, that have, that may have been crimed, um, Mur- but potential, potential murder for hire involved suspect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't get sued again. So I'm being cryptic. I just, there's just so much here. <laughs> and I think that there's a, here. Can I be frank with you? The first you, thing that yes. I thought was I looked at my partner and I saw this and we said, oh, they're teasing new smash. This is not real. There's no way it's real. This is the new season of Smash. Like they're just gonna. This is the you know the upcoming show. And then all of a sudden we re- we did the rabbit hole you know dive and yeah. um it's it's fascinating. They've certainly made headlines now. I think that the same way that Garth Dravinsky did. Um I don't think it's you know the 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 way that um 
It was intended for the show. And I'm very curious about the actors that were named attached to this, how they feel about this, because I think that's really challenging and puts them in very uncomfortable, precarious situations, whereas they might have just just been hired to record on an album, not meant to be dragged in, you know, um, which is so it's it's just exhausting. So best of luck to the 10,000 actors who record Lauren Allred's (laughs) Never Enough. But I, I think that just, you know, talking about the capitalization, it's just unhinged. And I just, you know, I, it seems also like the plot of the show is like. Yeah. Um, it's like the Walking Dead meets West Side Story is what they're saying. Well, wasn't that um, Warm Bodies? Wasn't that a plot of a rom-com like 10 years ago? That's a yes. that's a film. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, anyways, let me be your star, I guess. <laughs> And also, I will say, if you go on TikTok, they have a TikTok. They posted all those videos in the recording studio. And I will tell you, the music seems passable, if not ALW, Boy Bill and Schoenberg derivative. The lyrics, woof. I mean, I felt bad watching those singers sing those lyrics. But anyway, um, I think it's Broadway Bob has a little bit of a deep dive on he was the, the first one and then the person commented and kind of sounded threatening in their comment like it was oh actually God. really really bizarre but broadway bob i will credit to have broken all of this um on tiktok that morning that it was posted so kudos to broadway bob for having put up with that unbelievable unbelievable all right here are two stories that are Interestingly enough, incredibly related, even though they are not related at all. But over the weekend or late last week, the Oscar Hammerstein Museum and Theater Education Center officially closed on the purchase of the Highland Farm home of Oscar Hammerstein II. We have talked about this before. They have been trying to raise money to purchase the home in order to turn it into a uh, a museum and and a, a theater space. That is very cool that they uh, were able to do that. I cannot wait for like to go see a production of something there. Like I'm just fascinated by all of this. Also coming to light, pretty much on um, you know the same time, maybe a day or two uh, before that. But Stephen Sondheim's home in Manhattan, over in Turtle Bay, sold for seven million dollars. It is five stories, seven bedrooms, three baths. Of course, Stephen Sondheim spent a lot of time at the Hammerstein homestead. So the fact that these two real estate purchase stories came out back to back, it was kind of fascinating to me. So if you want more information about both of those things, we will have it in the show notes. And then I'll wrap it up with a couple of recommendations. The first one, we give the the New York Times all of the crap it deserves for its theater reviews and its theater coverage. But one thing that I do really appreciate is their run through of all of the stuff that was at the top of the list, like some of the best things to watch uh, or the best things to see throughout the season. And they released their best theater of 2023. It includes... Um, Little blurbs by Jesse Green, Laura Collins-Hughes, Scott Heller, Naveen Kumar, Juan A. Maria, uh, Ramirez, and Elizabeth Vincentelli. It was really fun, Grace, to kind of go through and and look at these and realize I didn't see all of them, but a lot of them I did. And it kind of reminded me about how special some of the things were this season from uh, from A Doll's House to Just For Us and, and Pearly Victorious and Jaws and, and so many other things. So they also put up uh, uh, Jennifer Samard as one of the great moments, uh, unforgettable experiences for her performance in Once Upon a One More Time. So really enjoyed that. So uh, so check that uh, list out as well. 
And then the last recommendation, Shayna Taub has released a new song from the upcoming Broadway run of Suffs. It apparently is going to be the new finale number called Keep Marching. Uh, Obviously, it has been uh, a bit of time, a year and a half or so. It'll be two years probably by the time the show comes to Broadway since it's run at the public theater. And what we all said after seeing it at the public was that lots of good stuff there needs some work. And it seems like Shayna has been working on it. The show will begin its Broadway performances at the Music Box Theater on March 26th, ahead of an April 18th opening night. I'm interested to see, one, what changes that Shayna made, and then who from the incredible off-Broadway cast is able to do it on Broadway, because that was an absolutely stacked group of performers. And I'm really excited to see what this looks like in its next incarnation, Grace. Me too. I mean, it's 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 as simple as that. I agree. All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me pretty much anywhere, but mostly just on Instagram at BWW. Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>